Retirement is a threshold, crossing a finish line of sorts. As a new emeritus professor, this is at the front of my mind in recent days. Our guest today is Florida State's Don Carr, who knows and has studied this third age of life, a beginning of all kinds of new activities, personal, professional, and more. The third age of life is the focus of this episode of Stats and Short Stories. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me is regular panelist Rosemary Pennington. Our guest today is Don Carr. Carr is the director of the Claude Pepper Center and an associate professor at Florida State University in the Department of Sociology. Her research focuses on understanding the factors that bolster older adults' ability to remain healthy and active as long as possible. Carr's recent work focuses on understanding the complex pathways between health and active engagement during later life, including resilience and the impact of key transitions in health, productivity, and caregiving. Dawn, it is just delightful to have you join us on Stats and Short Stories. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's you know it's so good to see you too. I mean, I've I've known you for for quite a while, yeah. and it's it's fun to have you on the studio and Thanks. and and see you visiting Miami again. I, I have to tell you though. There's been a status change for me since we last met. And in fact, you've even written about it. So here, my status change is I retired on, on June 30th. And, right. you know, and very, it's very exciting. It, it is very exciting. Well, thank you. And, 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 you know, I think a lot about kind of what does a third 30 of life look like? And, you know, and so when I, I was doing some preparation for our previous episode with you, I noted that you, you had worked on a book that was Gerontology in the Era of the Third Age, Implication and Next Steps. And, and I didn't realize I was in the third age. I did think of third 30, <laughs> you know, and, and here you said this is um, the idea that you're going to be exploring relevance, purpose, and factors that contributed to the emergence of a new period of life following one's career, but prior to the onset of frailty in later life. And, and mm-hmm. there's some really interesting ideas here. One is that, that you know, frailty is inevitable. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of embedded in this, mm-hmm. but but there's also this kind of sense of of what do we do in life as we as we think about kind of our sort of different callings perhaps at different yeah. phases of life. So so could you give us just a little bit of a you know I, I don't know if it's more than two tweets worth of summary, but but certainly <laughs> a little bit of summary about what you were talking about in this book. Yeah, so this is actually based on the work I did on my dissertation. I was really interested. It seems like a lot of people talk about older adults and their problems, mm-hmm. but what I felt like was missing is there's this like growing period where people are healthy enough to work, but they don't want to anymore, at least not on a full-time basis with a career, the pace needs to be different. And so this third age is actually common. And I have done some recent work actually showing after the Great Recession, 58% of people who left full-time work worked again at some point. Mm. So this is not retirement in a like, I'm not doing any work, but there's lots of people looking for this phase in terms of meaning and and they're able to actually stay healthy longer by doing non-career but engaging meaningful activities my mother lives with me and is in this third age and one interesting thing for me to watch is that she's really sort of embraced art in a way that she did and so mm-hmm. she's painting every day and actually mm-hmm. submitted some paint to a, a thing that the city of Oxford is having to try to put some on display and I wonder for those of us who have people who are in this point in their lives are there things that we can do to help support them right because it's 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 this really tricky moment where 
you know, they don't want to work, but they want to be engaged and they want to be doing things. And then you as the loved one is like, I don't know how to support you and help you, but I yeah. want to do that for you. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is, is frankly, we're really ageist about Absolutely. like, mm. what is later life and what are you capable of? Mm. This notion like you can't learn new things or that you're not supposed to. And, and frankly, like the views of aging for the longest time was like you it's what you're defined by what you don't do. Not by mm. what you actually do. And so there wasn't this clear, like, set of roles you're supposed to engage in. What what are you supposed to be now? We don't have that. We don't have a script that tells us what's next. And I think for, for people who want to think about others in their life, the main thing is saying this is an exciting period of growth and development that's not like any other phase of life and that is important and, and should be embraced. Some people aren't so lucky. Their health is what moves them out of work, yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. they can't engage yeah. in these things, and they struggle. Not that they can't do anything, but their physical health might impair that. For people who are not struggling with that, there's all kinds of things. It's a time for, you know, think about if you were to go to college and want to learn something for the first time. I think there's room for that, and there's also the stuff you set aside. My, my husband um, used to be in a rock band um, <laughs> for a long time. He was in this really quite successful rock band in the 80s. And uh, he's now in his 50s and thinking about, oh, retirement's not that far away now. And uh, boy, he's, he's really gotten into recording music and it's like, it's pulling him. So I can see he's going to be excited to retire so he can spend more time on this thing he's very passionate about. So it's not brand new in that case. It's just I get to dedicate more, more time to something I love. I mean, this is this resonates with me, obviously. <laughs> you know, it was funny when I started collaborating with gerontologists. It was with, with things like case mix scores in nursing homes about the time my grandmother was moving into a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And when you start having your research touching on your life, you go, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and this was one that I, you know, I was thinking about this and I'm going, well, as we consider our futures and as we think about what is, what are sort of the, what, what does the research suggest about how to approach this this kind of third age successfully. I mean, hearing I'm hearing engagement. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people might even do podcasts for the foreseeable future because <laughs> That's they, a great idea. it gives it gives them some joy. People. Yeah, some people. Some you know, we might even know one of them. Yeah, but it's 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 something that gives joy. It's something that keeps engagement. It's something that that it nurtures kind of this connectedness, which is related to yeah. to the loneliness stuff that you've done in other contexts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm, I'm just thinking, are there other things that 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 you have learned in your research when as you've you've probably you've been studying people. Yeah who have hit this third age success, well, I, however successfully is defined yeah, yeah. and not successfully. Can you give some advice on this? Yeah, and I, I agree. The word success is It's a bad way of saying because it. Because yeah. it sort of implies that some people are not successful. No, all, but, yeah. but, you know, uh, I would say probably the, the most potent finding I've had in my research is the benefits of volunteering. And volunteering, especially during this third age, is remarkably beneficial, even when you account for the types of people who um, tend to volunteer, tend to be healthier than those who don't choose to volunteer. But even when you account for all of that, it's good for your mental health. It's good for recovery from stress, um, being able to connect with others because you're doing something where you can see impact in the world that you're involved with, you're engaging with people who also care about the same stuff, and you're actually physically, cognitively, and socially engaged. These are all like the recipe for staying healthy. So volunteering has been something I've studied quite a bit because 
I, I was like fascinated that volunteering could be a health behavior, but it, it in fact is. And, and during the third age, it seems to have a particularly potent benefit to how you feel and how, how your health lasts for a long period of time. Wow, that, that's just, that's great advice. Well, well, Don, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thanks so much. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.